Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and you can think of me as your friendly guide to the English language. Writing, history, rules, and cool stuff. Today, we'll investigate some food names that are fake, some food names that are real, and we'll hear a familect story about a disappointing food. Also, I have a quick addition to last week's segment about slang words for money. AJ from Lake Bluff, Illinois, wrote in and provided some sources saying that using the word bread for money comes from cockney rhyming slang. Bread and honey rhymes with money. The way that works is if you want to say something like, do you have any money? You'd say, do you have any bread and honey? Which eventually gets shortened to, do you have any bread? It's a great kind of secret in-group language because the meanings are so obscure. If you aren't part of the group, it's really tough to figure out what people are talking about. And if you think that's fun, I've already had it on my list to do a show about Cockney rhyming slang, so hopefully I'll have more for you about that in a future show. And thanks, AJ. And now, on to our real or fake food names. 1. Brussels sprouts The ancestors of modern-day Brussels sprouts were likely first cultivated in ancient Rome, not Brussels. Although the first written record of these miniature cabbage-like vegetables came in 1587, present-day varieties are thought to have been growing in Belgium's capital since the 13th century, and the vegetable is popular in Belgium, but Belgium is not one of the leading world producers of Brussels sprouts. Depending on which style guide you follow, the B in Brussels sprouts can be capitalized or lowercase. The Chicago Manual of Style recommends lowercase because Brussels sprouts often aren't from Brussels, so their editors don't view Brussels as being used literally to refer to the city. But the AP Style Book says to capitalize Brussels. For our first ruling, this one is kind of waffly. Brussels sprouts didn't originally come from Brussels, And the city isn't a big supplier of these little cabbages, but they probably got their name because they were so popular in Brussels. If forced to choose, we'd have to say the name isn't fake. 2. Scotch Eggs The Scotch egg is a dish made from a hard or soft-boiled egg that's encased in sausage, coated with breadcrumbs, and deep-fried or baked. Dotting the aisles of English supermarkets and gas stations, Scotch eggs are an undoubtedly British staple, though they don't hail from Scotland as their name suggests. The treat has varying origin stories. 
One states that the Piccadilly outlet of the English department store Fortnum & Mason created the snack for its wealthy customers to munch on as they traveled. One theory is that officers of the Scots Guards who were stationed near the store particularly liked the dish, and that's where it got its name. Another theory claims that the egg dish was created in Yorkshire at a restaurant called William J. Scott & Sons, where it was originally called Scotty's. Some people speculate that the family name Scott may be the origin of the name Scotch Eggs. According to food historian Annie Gray, a likely origin of the snack is that it may be from an alliteration of Nargisi Kofta, a dish that was brought to England either by soldiers returning from India or by the British Raj. Nargisi Kofta is similar to Scotch eggs in that they're made from hard-boiled eggs that are covered in minced meat and laid over gravy. The scotch in this food name is fake since the dish has nothing to do with Scotland. 3. Belgian Waffles First introduced to the United States at the 1962 World's Fair in Seattle, Belgian waffles did not rise to prominence until two years later, when the Vermeerch family began selling their homemade Brussels waffles at the 1964 World's Fair in New York. The Vermeerch family, who hailed from Belgium, first referred to their waffles as Bel-Gem waffles, B-E-L hyphen G-E-M, because they didn't think that Americans knew where Brussels was. So this dish isn't from Belgium, but was popularized by Belgians. We'll call it not quite real and not quite fake. 4. Kiwi fruit. Though many of us know it as a delicious fruit, the word kiwi has several different meanings. The term can describe New Zealand natives, the New Zealand dollar, or the furry brown bird that shares a similar appearance to the fruit so many of us love. Despite association with New Zealand, this juicy fruit is actually native to China and was originally called the gooseberry. Kiwis were first planted in New Zealand in 1906 after Mary Isabel Fraser brought back seeds from the city of Yichang, China. The seeds were then planted in Wanganui by nurseryman Alexander Allison, and the first oceanic kiwi fruit grew in 1910. We'll call this one fake since the fruit didn't originate in New Zealand. Parents, when you visit California, childhood rules. If you don't remember how awesome childhood is, just ask yourself. What would kids do? Let childhood rule your family vacation. Start planning your trip to the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today.
Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Five, French toast. The first known French toast-like dish appeared in Apicus, a cookbook featuring recipes from the 1st through 5th centuries A.D. The French don't call this dish French toast. Before acquiring its current name, pan perdu, or lost bread, the French originally referred to French toast as pan à la romaine, Roman bread. So where does the French and French toast come from? A widespread, though uncorroborated, tale is that Albany, New York innkeeper Joseph French created the recipe in 1724 and named it after himself. There are many other competing and equally unverified origin stories, but none of them puts the origin in France, so we'll call French toast another fake food name. 6. French Dressing Although the oil and vinegar base of French dressing is popularly used in vinaigrettes in France— What Americans refer to as French dressing is definitely not French. American French dressing is a zesty, creamy sauce and ranges from orange to red in color. It consists of mayonnaise, ketchup, paprika, pepper, and that oil and vinegar base. And although this is anecdotal, a scan of online comments suggests the French people find this dressing disgusting. (laughs) The origin of the word French in the name is a mystery, but you can add French dressing to our list of fake food names. 7. Russian dressing. Russian dressing, often confused with its sweeter cousin, Thousand Island dressing, is a red-orange, creamy blend of various spices. Created in the 1910s by New Hampshire native James E. Colburn, Russian dressing is tangy, often containing mayonnaise, horseradish, and chili sauce or ketchup. Some food historians believe the dressing was deemed Russian because early versions contained caviar, a Russian delight. Others hypothesized that pickles, an entirely different and much less expensive ingredient, were the source of the Russian component. Perhaps the simplest theory is that the dressing was created simply to accompany Russian salad, a potato dish popular in Russian cuisine. Since the salad dressing is at best loosely associated with Russia, we'll call this another fake food name. 8. Swedish Meatballs If you've nibbled on meatballs after browsing through home decor at Ikea, Shetbular, as they're called in Sweden, may seem like a Swedish classic. However, these meatballs are actually Turkish. Sweden's official Twitter account tweeted that the dish had been a favorite of King Charles VII, who likely discovered Shetbuller when he fled from Russia to the Ottoman Empire after an invasion gone wrong. The tweet caused a social media uproar, and many Turks petitioned Sweden to begin calling its meatballs by their rightful name, Shefta. It's a great story, but now we have to add Swedish meatballs to our list of fake food names. 9. Vienna Sausages In the United States and other English-speaking countries, Vienna sausages are soft sausages made of beef and pork that are packaged in broth-filled cans. The European versions of these sausages are uncanned and have conflicting names. In Austria, they're called Frankfurters after the city of Frankfurt, Germany. 
In Germany, they're referred to as Wienerwurst or Wieners, the term for residents of Vienna. The first entry in the Oxford English Dictionary for the anglicized version, Vienna Sausage, is from 1958. So which city actually created the Vienna Sausage? It's hard to say. One theory is that a Frankfurt busher created the first Frankfurter, but later moved to Vienna, where residents paid homage to his German roots, hence the Austrian term Frankfurter. Since it's hard to definitively tie the origin of Vienna sausages to Vienna, we'll put this one in the probably fake category. And 10. Canadian bacon. In the United States and Canada, the term bacon refers to a type of thinly sliced, salt-cured, often smoked meat, usually cut from the sides of pigs. So what exactly is Canadian bacon if our Canadian counterparts eat the same bacon as we do? Canadian bacon, or Canadian-style bacon, is meat cut from the backs of pigs and looks a lot like ham. In Canada, this meat is called back bacon and is sliced into thick circles. And with that, we end with another definite fake food name, because Canadian bacon isn't exclusively from Canada and didn't originate there. Reference.com speculates that Americans call back bacon Canadian bacon because there was a shortage of regular bacon, the strips cut from the sides of pigs, in the mid-1800s. And back bacon was brought in from Canada to meet the demand. Finally, we don't want to leave you disillusioned or cynical, so we have three foods that really do originate from the regions in their name. One, buffalo wings. Omnipresent at fast food restaurants and tailgates across the nation, buffalo wings are a definitively all-American appetizer. Created in 1964 by Teresa Bellissimo, these deep-fried chicken wings are tossed in a red-orange sauce that's sure to pack a punch. Bellissimo is said to have served the first batch of wings with a side of blue cheese and celery because that's what she had available. A coincidentally perfect contrast to the spicy sauce on the wings. The Bellissimo family disputes why the wings were invented. One story states that they were resourcefully created to make use of chicken wings, while another claims that they were made as a late-night snack for Teresa's husband. We know that this messy food is made from chicken, not bison. The buffalo in this real food name comes from Buffalo, New York, where Teresa Bolissimo invented and sold the first wings. 2. Worcestershire sauce. This difficult-to-pronounce sauce was accidentally invented in the early 1800s, when nobleman Lord Sandys enlisted chemists John Lee and William Perrins to recreate a sauce he had come across on a trip to Bengal. Much to the chemists' dismay, the sauce did not turn out to be tasty, so they stored it away in their cellar in, you guessed it, Worcester. The duo rediscovered the jars a few years later and were pleasantly surprised to find that the mixture had aged into a delicious sauce. While this liquid is produced by many brands today, according to the company Lee & Perrins, the exact ingredients that Lee & Perrins used quote, remains a closely guarded secret and only a privileged few know the exact ingredients, unquote. Three, sriracha sauce. Sriracha sauce gets its name from the coastal city of Sriracha, Thailand. According to his great-granddaughter, Gimswa Kim Krajong was the first person to create the chili garlic condiment, craving a sauce that combined all of the sweet, salty, and sour flavors he encountered on work trips to Myanmar, Cambodia, and Laos. 
The sriracha that most Americans eat today is a derivative of Tim Krajang's recipe, likely westernized to fit American tastes. That segment was written by Ariel John, an intern at Quick and Dirty Tips. Ariel is a senior at CUNY Queens College and a media studies major. Next, I have a familect story from Sandy that happens to be about a disappointing food experience. Hi, Mignon. Um, this is Sandy Roberts from Louisville, Kentucky, and I have a familact, not so much word as phrase, but when a few years ago we went to Disneyland in Orlando, or Disney World in Orlando, and um, on one of our days off, we went to tour a chocolate factory. Among their brochures, they said they had a chocolate river, which we thought was going to be, you know, some kind of conveyor thing where they dip the chocolate in. Instead, it was part of a diorama, and it was maybe an inch wide and maybe three, five inches long. So anymore now, whenever something is completely underwhelming, we say, well, it's not a chocolate river. So that's our story. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Sandy. If you'd like to share the story of a word that your family and only your family uses, you can leave a voicemail at 833214-GIRL, and you might hear it on the show. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl, an author of seven books, including the New York Times bestseller, Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing. And thanks to my audio producer, Nathan Sams. This show is part of the Quick and Dirty Tips podcast network, and you can find articles that go with each episode at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all. Thanks for listening. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats, like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate (laughs) is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. I was hours into a hunt for new digs at the local shopping mall and losing steam fast when fate intervened. Drumsticks, get your drumsticks! Nutty, sweet drumstick! What luck! One drumstick, please. Here you go. This is hot and made of chicken. I want an ice-cold, creamy, crunchy drumstick sundae cone. You and me both, buddy. But that's the vendor next door. Drumsticks! But that line is three miles long! Oh, well. Another day, another drumstick.